Welcome to the Financially Intelligent Physicians Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. David Norris, and together we will be discussing what they didn't, or rather oftentimes, won't teach you in medical school or residency. Now, my mission and purpose is to help you develop the practice you desire through business education. And over the course of these podcasts, we're going to cover topics such as leadership, financial intelligence, patient satisfaction, process improvement, negotiations, and many more. Welcome back. It's been a while, um, but we're back up and running. Today, we're going to talk about this one thing I want you to avoid in any negotiation. Now, if you've been through any negotiation training, you've probably been introduced to the pro, uh, concept of BATNA, or the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. And I just want to say I'm sorry you've been introduced or taught such a concept. You probably left a lot of money on the table because of it. And the one thing you should never attempt to do is figure out your BATNA. More importantly, you should never try to figure out your adversary's BATNA. Well, what is BATNA? Well, BATNA actually is a predator's greatest tool, and it's one that they'll never have to employ themselves. You know, it's that best alternative to a negotiated agreement, and the problem with that is that your BATNA is full of assumptions and guesses that you make. You know, your adversary will let you shoot yourself in the foot and smile all the way to the bank. BATNA really comes from the fixed mindset and believes that compromise must be made in any transaction. And it's a faulty way to negotiate and, and one that costs you money. It also postulates that you and the adversary will act with logic. And I'm here to tell you today that is absolutely wrong. All decisions are made emotionally, and then we use logic to rationalize those decisions. You and your adversary will make decisions based upon emotion, not logic. And trying to use logic to figure out how someone's going to make a decision will ultimately lead to mistakes and cost you money. The, uh, the, the, the biggest issue, I think, with BATN is that there are too many variables. So if, if you're going to go through all the gyrations of trying to determine the BATNA of yourself and the BATNA of your adversary, there are too many variables you're really going to have to keep track of. And it has you spend a lot of time and energy thinking about possible outcomes of a game that has yet to begin. You're going to need to basically keep track of six variables or assumptions. And they are, number one, the objective reality you face. Two, your subjective assessment of the reality you face. Three, your subjective assessment of the reality your negotiation counterparts face. Four, the objective reality your negotiation counterpart faces. Five, the negotiation counterpart's subjective assessment of the reality he faces. And then finally, you have to determine what your negotiation counterpart's subjective assessment of the reality that you face. So if we really think about that, you know, items three, five, and six are all assumptions you have to make. And you have to convince yourself you know what the adversary's thinking and feeling. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's an absolute impossibility. For example, I've been married to the same woman for over 20 years. And one might assume I know what she's thinking. Most of the time, I can predict her behavior and choices. However, there are still times I'm caught off guard. You know, if my wife surprises me sometimes uh, with uh, a decision she makes, such as she finally picks a restaurant that I've been suggesting for five years and every time has said no, 
I think it's absolutely foolish to think that I can predict how someone I barely know in a business setting will behave. How can you have any chance of knowing what a biz, uh, knowing your business contacts or adversaries as well as a spouse? There's no way. So, it, it, and honestly, if you figured out how to get inside someone's head, know exactly what they're thinking, please let me know how to do it because I'm desperately learning to try to do that. But I think it's an impossible task. And, and you know, if, if you've ever seen the Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit, you kind of have an idea of the gyrations you have to go through in your head as you try to manage all these possible variable outcomes. You know, when she glances up at the ceiling and you see all these chess pieces moving, you know, that's what you will have to do. And I don't know about you, but I prefer to keep things pretty uncomplicated. That's why I focus on my mission and purpose. I focus on the problems the adversary has. You know, and by focusing on those, I can get the deal done if I have a solution to their problems while conforming to my mission and purpose. If I don't have a solution, I keep asking questions to build their vision um, and try and discover what I might be missing. And if I've come to the realization that, you know, I have discovered the real problem and my solution doesn't fit, I politely exit the negotiation. I don't focus on trying to figure out what their best or my best alternative to negotiated agreement is. The other problem with BATNA is that there's a lack of alternatives. Suppose you're trying to get a contract with a new client or new vendor. What alternatives do you have if you don't get what you want in a negotiation? Well, you get the status quo since you don't have a business relationship with them. What alternatives do you have by trying to uh, renew an agreement with a client? You either have them as a client or you don't. You either get what you want or you don't. How good will you feel if you don't get what you want? Probably not very good. But if you you but you'll use the logic to convince yourself that you made the right decision at the at the appropriate time to compromise, and you're going to soothe yourself with reasons to justify your decisions. You do that because you bought into the belief that you had more than two options. The other thing is that it, it, it Batna makes you have a dependence on intuition and destructive power plays. Batna requires you to rely heavily on your intuition. You're encouraged to assume you know the adversary's BATNA. Um, and you've probably been told that the party with the stronger BATNA has leverage. And uh, so adhering to such a belief can lead to a slippery slope towards deception and deceit, a game of smoke and mirrors, if you will. You begin to play games and trying to fake out the adversary and get them to believe that something isn't true. You do what you can to convince them that your BATNA is almost as good as the deal with them. What if, what if, just, just what if, instead of playing those games and spending the energy on, 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 on deception, you actually spent energy on discovering the real problems they're facing and trying to come up with real solutions? I bet you'd have an agreement faster and you'd do something that actually helps the adversary. So a, a, a BATNA-dominated approach to negotiation is all about power. And it's used to gain concessions, induce compromise, and force compliance. Relying on a BATNA in negotiations can easily be, be perceived as bullying or, or giving the impression that one or more parties are stuck in my way or the highway mindset. And when you go into a negotiation with the walkaway option in mind, it becomes all too easy and sometimes even recommended to use your BATNA as a negotiating leverage. So if, if you use your options to beat up on the other party, 
I don't, I don't really think that you're going to have a good business relationship with them. It's like going out on a date and mentioning all the other people you could have gone out with that night. You know, that pro that relationship probably isn't going to go very far and it's not going to last. The other issue with Batten is sometimes it leads to a fear of negotiation. So if you believe that you will not be able to negotiate an effective deal without a strong Batna, you are in trouble. When you're faced with an undesirable or non-existent walk-away alternative, then you're in trouble. You, if you buy into both beliefs, uh, you know, that, then you're really in trouble. So frequently a weak Batna can lead to a delay of important negotiations or the avoidance of negotiations altogether. Not only does this result in lost opportunities, but it can also prolong or exacerbate conflicts. Let me say that again. If you believe in BATNA and you think you have a weak one, you will not engage in the negotiations that you need to. You will not try to solve the problems you're faced with because you believe you're stuck. The other issue with um, BATNA is that it, it teaches you to prepare for failure. By its very nature, BATNA describes what you will do if the negotiation fails. When you prepare a BATNA, you're preparing for failure. This represents numerous problems. First, uh, the alternative walking away does not exist in some forms of conflict. In other options we have, there are likely, you know, we can either resolve the conflict or minimize or deny it. In addition, a preoccupation with BATNAs of, of alternatives makes it hard to fully commit to completing a negotiation or resolving a conflict. Your attention's divided. Instead of focusing on a BATNA, focus on your mission and purpose. Focus on the problems the adversary has and show them what you bring to the table for their benefit. Now, they can have their BATNA if they want to. It's perfectly okay for your adversary to form a BATNA and try and use it. You know, and it's okay for them to try and use it against you. They are only what they're they only do that when they're trying to induce fear in you and your team. But when you stick to your mission and purpose and you know what they're doing, you become far more powerful than they think. The adversary is going to see their BATNA as maybe an alternative, but is it necessarily comparable or a desirable alternative? Probably not. What they want is they want their problem solved. And as negotiators, that's our job. So avoid at all costs focusing on developing your BATNA. The status quo is your best alternative. And if you don't have an agreement with the adversary now, how does figuring out how low you can go to keep that position? That makes no sense to me. You know, instead, focus on your mission and purpose. Know your benefits and features. Ask vision-building questions and solve their real problems. If you do these things, you will have a successful conclusion to the negotiation, and you will help the adversary. Now, like any human event, it takes practice and an excellent coach to help you uh, take your performance to the next level, and that's exactly why I'm here. If you need help, visit my website, www.davidnorrismdmba.com slash negotiations to learn more how I can help you. I'm so happy you decided to invest in yourself today. It's the best investment you'll ever make. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please share them with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to check out my books at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next time.